We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The following program has been pre-recorded. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland, Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham, and on this week's show, we're going to talk about the Oregon Military Museum. It's a labor of love that's been in the works since the mid-70s. On the show this time, I would like to welcome General Dan O'Halloran, president with the Oregon Military Museum Project, and also the executive director, Amy Maxwell. Hi there, guys. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, Gary. Nice to talk with you today. Yeah. So let's get started today by telling everybody what is the Oregon Military Museum Project? Well, the Oregon Military Museum Project is the nonprofit arm of is to support the Oregon Military Museum, which is located at Camp Withicum in Clackamas, Oregon. Okay. Just off 205. And... The Oregon Military Museum was actually established in 1975. Uh, it is the, for the state legislature, it's the official repository for Oregon historical military artifacts, etc. And uh, we, uh, it started very small with a group, small group uh, back in the 70s and 80s, and we really didn't take flight until after the BRAC occurred in 2005, which is base realignment and closure that that uh, directed that some armories in the state be closed and a new facility called the Armed Forces Reserve Center uh, opened at Camp Withing, was built at Camp Withing. So the Oregon Military Museum relocated to the old armory. And since about 2013, we have started a renovation process uh, finished maybe the major phase of it in about 2017. Uh, we put, we were given a uh, million dollars from the state legislature in 2017. We were, we completed uh, a major update in 2019. And now we're really excited because we have one phase left to go and that's, uh, uh, we've been given a, a $2 million allocation from the state legislature in 2019 to be spent this year and we are we'll be beginning the final phase of uh, exhibit design and fabrication this summer. So you've been working on this museum for a while. It's a labor of love, I would imagine. Yes, it is. Amy's actually been working on it longer than I have. So I was recruited <laughs> by uh, a prior adjutant general and uh, next thing you know, we're, we're knee deep in it and we can't let go. Yeah, actually, General Reese, um, folded me into the mix along with uh, Tommy Fair 
and uh, and and it was actually Tommy and myself and his brother Jim that founded the Oregon Military Museum Project in 2016. Um, we took it over from an education foundation that was running the project, and uh, for them, it was just a little bit too big of a project to manage. And so with our backgrounds, uh, we felt we could manage the project um, to the degree that it needed to be managed. And that's when we founded the OMMP. And uh, we've been raising funds ever since. And the, um, the need for the OMMP is to be the actual foundation and the raising of private funds from the public public versus um, the state and federal support that comes in through the state legislature and the federal government. You mentioned a minute ago minute ago the name Tommy Thayer. Of course, he is a member of the super rock band KISS, right? How did Tommy get involved in this, uh, in the Oregon Military Museum? Um, he, well, his father uh, was a Brigadier General James B. Thayer, and he was a very significant uh, person in Oregon's military history. And as well as, yeah, a community and and business member, very successful uh, individual on a number of different boards, you know, throughout the course of his life. And World War II decorated soldier. Yeah, and so that's how that's how Tommy um, got involved. And through Tommy, I was pulled into the project. And initially, we the two of us were just pulled in to do an event to kick off um, the fundraising for the capital campaign for the um, building of the museum. And then, of course, General Reese. Uh, very sweetly brought us on board for a long-term project. We're talking today with General Dan O'Halloran and Amy Maxwell with the Oregon Military Museum Project. Now, when do you expect the doors to be open on the museum? The uh, this last phase, uh, what I'll call the last phase right now, is the design and fabrication of the exhibits in the main exhibit hall and the weapons gallery. Uh, it's very significant, major milestone. Uh, our anticipation, based on the the information I've seen on the bid, bids coming in, uh, which should start the design should start this summer. I would anticipate Veterans Day, uh, circa Veterans Day 2022, is what will be done with this part. And did I read that there's over 14,000 artifacts expected to be in the museum? That's correct. That's a lot of stuff. It is. It is. Uh, uh, almost a thousand small arms, incredible small arms collection, uh, and uh, 30,000 books uh, in our library. Uh, we've just finished the library uh, modernization, so that's done. Uh, excellent. 750 cubic feet of documentation that we have gathered over the years and uh, excellent uh, resource for any military historians that want to come and do research. Tell me and about the library, oh, the library theme, 
the library is being named after uh, Thomas E. Withicum and the Withicum family, both because they donated financially to that portion of the project, but then um, we're also taking on uh, Thomas Withicum's um, uh, military uh, artifacts and books. Library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's the grandson of Governor. Uh, James Lithicum. Okay. Uh, and he was also a veteran of the Korean War. Tell me about some of the collections that are going to be in the museum. There's going to be some big stuff, right? I mean, big in yes. size. I mean, big in size. Yes, probably the, uh, and it's near and dear to my heart since I'm an Air Force retiree, uh, the centerpiece in the main exhibit hall is an F-86. You know, we just recently got that reassembled. It's been disassembled for many years. It's reassembled and now is the centerpiece. Uh, surrounding that will be several other macro artifacts, uh, artillery, uh, wheeled vehicles, track vehicles. Uh, we've just placed four of the five uh, tanks that will that will eventually be on display. Four of them now are on display in the out in the uh, outside area. And so, yeah, that's, uh, we go all the way from literally World War One vehicles, uh, uh, Spanish-American War artillery, all the way up to uh, what we would call e-robots that were used by the Oregon International Guard in, in uh, the Middle East during the, uh, some of the Desert Storm Wars for uh, disabling IEDs. So it's a pretty, pretty broad spectrum. Yeah. Where, where did all so these artifacts come from? How did you collect them all? Well, I didn't collect too many of them, although I did a robot, but uh, 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 they've been uh, amassed over the last, you know, 45 years uh, that the museum's been in existence. Uh, There were some pretty creative uh, people that that were in charge of the museum in the early days and and were able to to acquire a lot of these, these over the years. There have been a lot of donations from families. So servicemen and women tend to sometimes bring things back with them after serving or things have been given to them. Um, or it's also been gifted by, um, you know, other countries at the end of wars and, and stuff. We, we actually received some um, artillery in that regard. Um, that was pretty significant. And, and so it, it comes in many different ways. Uh, you know, sometimes people and families will physically show up with boxes to the museum. And then it's uh, the job of the curator to assess those and, and see if there's anything in need. And then at other times, we get emailed or phone calls um, from people seeing if there's any sort of interest because they're basically looking for a home for this stuff um, so that it can be used in educational purposes. Yeah, I want to hear about the education educational aspects behind that because when the museum, the Oregon Military Museum actually opens up, there's a lot of, of history there and a lot of education that can be uh like for students and things like that, right? Absolutely. When uh, when the museum was opened in the early 2000s, uh, we would see actually uh, on the order of 4,000 people a year come through. And a lot of them were, were, were students, uh, uh, elementary and middle school students that would come through. And 
that's been uh, that is now one of our our pillars is uh, is education. We've actually we have a wing now that we've remodeled it and it's focused on education. So uh, we uh, we're starting to interface with the local school districts, uh, Westland, Wilsonville, Oregon City, uh, Clackamas, etc. So to get them apprised of the museum and. Uh, you know, encourage them to, to start scheduling that next year. That's so great. Yeah, it's, uh, the history is just astounding. Yeah, the, we also do um, an event every May, May called Living History Day. And, uh, uh, and out in the middle of the parking lot and the grounds um, of the museum, we have different displays. We have reenactors come out. We have, um, you know, some of our guards, men and women come out and teach kids and show them how different things work, what their jobs are. They get to try on like helmets and vests and, and you know, physically touch certain things um, that are safe. And, and get kind of a hands-on experience. And it's been pretty successful. We, we had to stop doing it due to COVID. And so this year we, we won't be um, doing it. It's always around Armed Forces Day um, is the time frame um, that we typically do that. But we do plan on expanding on that and keeping that going um, once we move past COVID. I might, I might add to that. Uh, Amy was talking about where where this living history day is situated. The the museum actually sits on what's what's been designated as the historical park for Clack of the Camp with a facility. And that, that is comprised of the main museum building, uh, a quartermaster storehouse building that was relocated and the exhibits are actually complete in that. Uh, it's a great exhibit to walk through. Uh, the Battery A artillery horse barn, uh, where back in the early 1900s, they pulled their their artillery with horses, and this is actually the horse barn, and it's got a great display, set of displays in it. And then adjacent to that is the uh, the home of the Adjutant General for the State of Oregon, who's currently General Mike Stencil, and that's all part of the historical park. And uh, so that's that's where we hold these kinds of events. A lot of history right there. You're listening to Let's Talk Portland, and we're talking today with General Dan O'Halloran and Amy Maxwell with the Oregon Military Museum Project. What do you think the museum means to veterans? Maybe you've had some conversations with veterans, and, and what does it mean to them? It's, uh, it means a lot. Uh, you, know, the, you know, one of our, our uh, again, one of our key mantras is we must remember the veterans. Uh, you know, and they want they want that They're, they uh, they want to be remembered. They were they were proud of their service. They don't want to brag about their service, but they do want to be remembered. And that's and that's uh, that's absolutely uh, fundamental to our to our mission is to remember them. And we yes, we get them all through, and they uh, they come through and 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 have a lot of stories. And and we're really and our. Our future docents and volunteers are all veterans for the most part, and uh, uh, it's uh, it's great to hear their their stories, and they want to come by and, and share them, and, and you know take a walk through history. We had a sergeant um, 
do a presentation, a keynote speech at one of our events. It was actually honoring the Korean War veterans, and it was Sergeant Jacques. And he and I sat down, and he wanted to know what he needed to talk about. And I basically said to him, I said, you know, please illustrate why you chose to do this you know, what's in your heart. We wanted to bring kind of a human factor to it. And it's a quote that we use all the time now. He's like, Amy, it's simple. I'm willing to get give my life for my country, but please don't forget me. And so that quote right there just kind of sums up how a majority of these veterans or active military feel right now. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Uh, and and sums it up completely right there, right? Let's yeah. uh, let's turn and talk about some of your fundraising efforts. You've got some on the way very soon. Yes, we do. We have a couple that we're really excited about. Um, we uh, love to partner with Oregon-based businesses, and uh, due to COVID, we haven't been able to have some of our traditional gala-type events. And so we, um, over Memorial Day, we are uh, partnering with Stickman Brewing um, out in the Tualatin area, and they're donating 10% of their proceeds uh, over that the course of that weekend um, to the museum, which we really appreciate. And we are actually in talks of possibly doing a signature specialized beer can that supports um, the museum as well. Um, that's going to be a little bit in the future because there's a little bit more planning that goes involved with that. Um, but they've really been supportive. Uh, we have attended events out at their facility um, in conjunction with the Pacific Northwest Defense Coalition. And so that's how our relationship started uh, with Stickman Brewing. And we plan on expanding on that and continuing with them as a partner into the future. Uh, the other partnership that we have is with the Stephanie Inn in Cannon Beach. And they so graciously donated a spa weekend getaway. And so we're going to be raffling off between now and uh, June 4th a $1,600 valued uh, getaway um, spa weekend at the Stephanie Inn. And, uh, and so those are the two ways that we're looking at um, raising funds during this time because we're somewhat limited due to COVID. Yeah, we, we should be going public within social media, et cetera, websites on that raffle uh, pretty quick. Yep, actually today. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, that Stephanie Inn is a pretty swank place. Very. Yes, it is. <laughs> and we, we really, we have a lot of friends down in the Cannon Beach area and and um, they've been supportive at different times over the year. And so we really, we really appreciate the Stephanie stepping up. How do people get, uh, how, can, how can they get raffle tickets? It looks like there's only a, a pretty small amount available, right? So you have a really good chance of winning. Yes. So the raffle tickets are $20 each and we are only selling 500 um, and they can get them at tickettomato.com. Or they can visit our website, which is the Oregon Military Museum Project dot org, 
and there'll be a link there as well or through our social media. So we'll have various links uh, throughout where they can go and, and find the information in regards to it. How can uh, people get involved and help you guys out? Anybody listening, if they want to get involved, how do they do that? I think uh, we have a we have a, a pretty solid group of volunteers, but as the museum gets closer to opening, I think that's where the, the assistance could come in, particularly those who have uh, particular strong expertise in, in it in one some part of Oregon military history where they can actually serve as a docent, you know, basically a resident expert that serves as a guide. Uh, for the most part, the, the museum is, will be designed to be self-guided, but having docents in the area is excellent. So I think that's, that's, the, that's the main, uh, I think, thrust of, that they can, they can help out. Certainly donations as well. And we have um, on our website, people can sign up for our newsletter. And it's a really great way for them to stay in touch with us. And through our newsletter, we frequently will send out um, inquiries if and when we typically do events, we'll send out an inquiry to see if anyone wants to volunteer and support our efforts. So a really good way for them to stay in touch with us is through our social media on Facebook and Twitter um, or uh, through our e-newsletter. And you want to give out the website so people can, can find you that way too? Yes, it is the Oregon Military Museum Project I want to ask both of you, um, what does it mean to you personally to be involved in the Oregon Military Museum? General, we'll start with you. Well, it's, it, it means, uh, just reiterating what I already talked about, it, it, it means we are preserving history. Uh, it, it, while Oregon is not a strong military state, there is a strong military history if you go back many, many years. And if, if it's just absolutely vital that we, that we preserve that and that we, and that we are able to uh, educate and inspire future generations where they can see that they can make a difference. They can see the importance of history. And, uh, and, and that's what I've, I've just, you know, it's, it's kept me moving, kept me inspired and kept me uh, anxious to, to see this through. And, and we're so excited about next year. Uh, with a with a construction design and construction starting this year on the final phase, it's uh, it's very exciting. Yeah, Amy, how about you? Well, I personally have been touched by a number of people in my life, whether it's family members or close friends, um, you know, that have shared with me, you know, their military connections and history. Um, I had a grandfather who was a pilot. Um, he ended up not actually flying during the war, during World War II, um, because the war ended just as he was, um, you know, getting to that phase. And uh, But just in hearing his experiences and um, and another close family member was actually killed um in the South Pacific and was given a purple heart, which I have at this moment in time. 
and I have all of, uh, you know, his uh, records and and information in, in regards to that. And so I've been touched in that way. And then getting involved in this project, I have met some really exceptional people that have chosen to uh, devote their lives to the service. And uh, it's amazing to me whether it's the work that they do here um, or abroad. Um, It's just the selflessness and the courage and the honor of who they are and what they do is what motivates me to support this. Well, this is just a fantastic tribute. Thank you both for being involved in it. As we wrap up here, let us know exactly when you think it's going to be opening up and and the location one more time. I would say that our target date is Veterans Day 2022 to have all the exhibits up and running. Uh, My my desire is to have uh, sneak what we call sneak peek openings over the next few months, uh, particularly with maybe community leaders, et cetera, to bring them in and let them see where, you know, the incredible facility that we have now uh, and, uh, and start, start generating some interest in terms of the, in terms of the museum. We, we anticipate also a museum store to be opening online prior to the official opening next year. And uh, so we'll have some, uh, you know, things available for sale there. That's great. Well, definitely after speaking to you two today, it's a, it's, I can tell it's a definite labor of love. Yeah, for sure. Yes, it is. Yes. I'm not sure if the emphasis is on labor or love. But yeah, it, depends on. <laughs> it depends on which day it is probably, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> We've been talking today with General Dan O'Halloran, President, and Amy Maxwell, Executive Director with the Oregon Military Museum Project. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app. Let's Talk Portland is an Odyssey Portland public affairs program.